So what I'm saying is this thing about going deeper into your mind, which you're a master of, is that you and I know more than you know you know. Because the minute you ask yourself the question, like in the ask book, you have a solution. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and I am overjoyed to welcome back to the show, Mark Victor Hansen, a widely known American inspirational and motivational speaker, trainer, author, social entrepreneur, and member of multiple boards of directors. He is best known as the founder and co-creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series with more than 500 million books sold. And he is a Guinness Book of World Record holder for the most published books. How cool is that? We are going to dive into, ironically enough, talking about books. His latest book, he is holding this title up. We're going to talk about You Have a Book in You, Make Money with Your Story. Mark, welcome back to the show. It is an honor, as always, to have you on The Daily Helping. Delighted to be here, Dr. Richard. Thank you for having me, always. So, you know, I, I'm always curious about why people do things that they do. And, and you are a prolific writer. You've written, did you say, I believe it was 389? We were talking a little yeah, bit 309 before. so far. 309. 309. So, 309 books, multiple, multiple best selling hits. 59 times number one New York Times. That's so great. And, also, a Guinness book record, I'm told. And, you know, who, you know, if it's on the internet, it must be true, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that. I've heard that if it's in writing, it's got to be true. And, and uh, by the way, we know politicos who are doing that to the disadvantage of those of us who want to know what the truth would That's, be. No, I, think, I think that would be another show uh, topic in and of itself. But I am curious. So you've done all this writing and, and you've written for so many years. Why now? Why write a book now to help people share their story and write a book? Fascinating. Can I give three or four answers? One yep. is... Give as many you know, as you as, like. As the guy who's traveled to 80 countries, talked to 7 million people live, people come up to me and whisper, I've got a book in me. And I go, yeah, yeah, I'll go write it. And, and what they all say is, I want two minutes of your time. Well, it took a lot of time to tell the people. And it was sort of reiterative. So I said, well, I'll put it in a book. That's number one. Number two is that I really believe everyone has a story that needs to be told. Everyone has a message. Everyone has some eclectic wisdom nobody else got. And everybody's going to write a book that nobody else could write and will get to people nobody else can get to. And you know me, I'm, I'm a macro thinker. I did the best-selling sub-tapes ever called How to Think Bigger Than Never Thought You Could Think. Why don't we try to take care of 8 billion people? Well, reading is, is a new level of freedom for people who can't read, which Four billion of us on the planet, half of us cannot read. They don't have food, water, and they can't read. 
right, in Swahili or Hindi Urdu or in Bangladesh, one guy, my friend Dr. Muhammad Yunus, who got 100 million women to learn how to read and have economic freedom with microcredit. I'm saying, hey, wait a second. We have the tool technology for the first time to free humanity, but the only way to do it is when you write, you refine yourself, define yourself, and expand yourself and start thinking at levels you didn't know you could think. Isn't that true when you wrote your stuff and created your products? Yeah, you know, certainly you challenge yourself to create something that's never been done. That's something that that is just automatic if you want to grow your business to a level beyond expectations. But I think as I'm hearing this, and and certainly, you know, you and I have had this conversation offline about book writing. Somebody's listening to this, or there might they might be thinking, I don't know where to begin. I don't have time. They probably have a million questions, and particularly in this COVID world where everything's crazier than it always has been. So, talk to us. Where do we start? Where do we start? I love your questions, by the way, and, and these questions are not prepared. He's just spontaneous because Dr. Richard and I are dear friends. So. The first thing I do is say, look, get a copy of the book. Go to my website, markvictranson.com, get a copy of the book. But what we do is we're giving you $150 worth of other gifts for free for getting a $7 electronic book. So, it, you know, it's negligible, but the book can leverage you. I mean, the first book I wrote made me $200,000 in one year. I tripled my income, which I can talk about in a minute. But what we do is we answer your question is the first thing I wrote is, and we did it in audio and video. And everything is is how to fill the blank page. That's free to you when you buy the seven books. I'm giving you this bundle of other goodies because I want everyone to understand everyone starts with a blank page. Well, Disney started with a blank page with cartoons, of course, Mickey Mouse. You and I start with a blank page to write a book. And, you know, I say start with a magnificent title that just, you know, galvanizes you and, and inspires you. And you and I just talked about your perfect next title and everyone's got one. And I even teach you how to you know, in our little book, Ask, what we did is say, hey, look, go inside your mind and say, you know, 400 times before you go to sleep, make a best-selling title, make a best-selling title, make a best-selling title, and tell your spouse or your sweetheart, hey, we're going to wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm going to have an idea, and I'm going to have to turn on the lights, and when I do, I'm going to write out in detail, because Mark said, you got to write it on detail, because when God gives it to you, or God in you comes up with the answer, or the illumination, or the insight, or the solution, you got to be ready, because it's a wet, slippery fish, man, it wants to slip away. And you say, man, I had that idea last night, and I know it was a great title, but I lost it. <laughs> so wait, wake up, grab your phone, write it down, do anything you can to grab that middle of the night title. But it all starts with the title, and, and people come up with all kinds of interesting ideas for titles. What are, what are kind of the, the guideposts for, if you're creating the title of a book, what are some things that you should do? And, and also, equally important, some things to avoid. By the way, I've never had the second one. That's really good. So I, I teach eight kinds of things, but it ought to be a curiosity title. It ought to be like chicken soup for the soul. Everyone know it's Jewish penicillin. Mom or grandma gave it to you when you're sick to get well. And when Jack and I did mega best-selling title 400 times in our respective houses, you've interviewed Dr. Canfield, so you know he was in Santa Barbara. I was in Newport. He calls me at 2 o'clock in the morning and says, chicken soup, I said, for the soul. We both got goosebumps, knew that it was good because we knew, we thought the soul of America was in trouble. What we've discovered is the soul of the whole world is in trouble. I mean, we sold 374 million books in China and I'm number one in, in uh, Vietnam currently with a book I did on, you know, capitalism, one minute millionaire. So 
which is two books in one, and that's the universal symbol of freedom. The point is you come up with a title that is so, the title, Richard, has to be emotional. The subtitle has to be logical so it seals the deal in consciousness. And they say, yeah, I'm going to give my $7, $10, $12, $20 for the book. Makes Um, makes sense. what, What not to do in a title? Wow. I have never been asked that question. By the way, all you got to do is go to any bookstore and you see in the overstock and the clearance books, all the titles that didn't work. <laughs> so I, I would ask you to go look at those and make sure you're not in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I like- wait, let me add one other thing. The other thing is more people spend more time writing the book, anywhere from three months to three years to 30 years, writing their opus, and they spend two minutes coming up with the title. More important, you do it the opposite. Come up with a great title and then write a phenomenal book and then understand that what I teach is 90% of a book sales is in marketing. So I teach all the ways to be a great self-promoter and how to build a brand that commands and how to make sure that your book is a business and that it has line, you know, like sequels and prequels and all that. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you. And I can't wait to see where you'll go. So I love that. I think if we just ended the show and said, just don't end up at the bargain bin at Barnes and Nobles, that would be sagely advice enough. But uh, <laughs> let's... I never so, thought it before, but is it true? <laughs> it is true. The, the 99 cent pile of books they have there. So, and it breaks your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and there's a lot of good books that just, that just don't know how to get the exposure. And I want to spend some time talking about that, but before we do, so let's, let's transition a bit though, in, in all seriousness and, and we'll, you know, say a prayer for the Burns and Nobles rejects for sure. But what about, uh, so you've got your great title. What's the framework is there? And let's say you're writing um, a nonfiction book because I think fiction books are a little bit different because it's just a story. If you're writing something that's a self-help or a nonfiction, or you're sharing something powerful that happened to you, but building expertise, what's the framework in terms of how you lay the book out from chapters and main themes, et cetera? Okay. Assuming you got your titles, then what I ask you to do is write down all the titles, the uh, chapter titles you want, preferentially in a sequence. We can change that later. And the best example I give is I used to attend church in, in New York at the biggest first mega church, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. He and I became very fast friends, traveled together, talked together around the world. But every December, he would write 52 titles for his sermons. It would also become books or booklets uh, during the next year. And he said, what happens is the minute you got that title, information starts pouring into your head, stuff that you wouldn't normally recognize, suddenly you recognize, and it, it just builds on itself. And obviously, he did the most powerful sermons. He's one of the guys that wrote us out of the Depression. He's a guy who wrote The Power of Positive Thinking, you know, and, and sold 25 million books in the first year and started breaking records. 
And, and so once you do that, I ask you then to write down everything you know before you do your study. Now, I 180 degrees from that, my great friend and, and colleague in speaking and writing is Brian Tracy, who writes four books a year. Brian does just the opposite. He reads 50 books in the subject and then writes everything he knows and, and you know, gives total endorsement and, and attribution to whoever he learned from. I think the opposite. I write everything I know first and then go out and do the work. Like in our little book, Ask, we wrote down everything Crystal and I knew about asking that got us out of adversity into advantage, out of adversity into opportunity. And then what we did is we did our study at, at Cambridge and Harvard and Stanford. And then we interviewed the 26 best askers we ever knew and put their stories in. And it just, they're, they're life changing. I'm telling you that, as you know, I believe you ought to have a pricey statement about what you're going to do as a macro writer. And I, mine is, my books have all got to be unique. They have got to be transformational to the reader, and they got to be inevitable that once the reader gets it, that it touches them, you know, it causes instantaneous behavioral change. So they go out and say, oh, my God, you got to read this, and, and the handle-on value of my books are enormous, or at least they have been, and I'm thankful for that. And that was, but, but that's all by design. So what I'm saying is this, this thing about going deeper into your mind, which you're a master of, is that you and I know more than you know you know, because the minute you ask yourself the question, like in the ask book, you have a solution, you have illumination, you have insight, and, and people start pouring into your life by the law of attraction that you would never have had except that you decide to write a book. That's why I'm saying, look, everybody's got to write a book. And for, you know, I think it's $7 electronically, you get the book and you get this package of stuff. We want you to give you the model and then we're going to go deep with you and we're going to take you. I've just finished another book called Speed Write Your Autobiography for the simple reason. Wouldn't you like to know what your great-great-grandparents did, how they were married, how many kids they had, what disease they had? Did they have a stroke in their life? If, if, and by the way, that terminology may not have existed back then. Very cool. Very cool. So we got the framework, or we will when we read your book. And, and so the next question, though, is we're, we're in a, a very unusual time in society in, in the history of the world haven't had anything like this happen since 1918. So we've got a lot of people who are homeschooling their kids because everything's virtual and life is crazy. What do you say to somebody that says, I don't know if I have time to write a book right now? What a wonderful question. I'll bet you thought I'd never think of that. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I say, look, schedule out just 22 minutes, first 22 minutes, preferably of the day. I'm a morning guy. Now, if you're a nocturnalist, a night person, or a midday guy or lady, you know, decide when you're going to take 22 minutes and just write like crazy and do it in an uninterrupted space. Like we even tell you how to lock in your ideal space with a good ergonomic chair and the right desk and the right computer and the right artillery and then notepads you can write notes because once you start doing it once your mind really is committed to saying i'm an author and i'm really going to create this and it's going to source and serve and you write not for you but for whoever the eventual reader is it now changes your life and it changes and it's going to make it better and once you start writing you got to ask your spouse to write and your kids to write and as you know because you read ask i think our seven-year-old six-year-old grandson at the time got a um I'll call it a Dick Tracy watch for Christmas. Mm -hmm. You know, it was actually a gizmo. And only six people could he could call. He could call his grandparents, us. He could call his own parents, or he could call the other set of grandparents. And he calls up and says, Grampy? I said, yes. He said, can I talk to you privately? I said, 
Everett, you can talk to me 24 hours a day for the rest of your life. You're the most important person. What is it? He said, are you still writing books? I said, yeah, with Mimi. He said, can I write the next book with you? And because of his innocence, we had him write the first chapter with us. And it's adorable because kids are born with unlimited ability to ask. And, and look, he's th- I'm thankful his grandfather that he loves my books and is trying to read through everything Grampy has written. And it's a little dangerous to say the next thing, but the kid's absolutely precocious. Kid is. But how cool, how cool for him when he becomes an adult and realizes that he, he got to play a part in what you and Crystal have created. Amazing. I, I don't want to lose this point because it's been on my mind as soon as you said this. Why 22 minutes? Why not 20 or 25 or 30? Why 22? By the way, when I was in graduate school, I studied with Dr. Buckminster Fuller, Einstein's best student, 40 major books, 15 doctorates at Harvard, and esoteric stuff like cosmology and cosmogony and Charles Nully, a professor of poetry, and I got to edit some of his stuff, and I read everything, voluminously. But what we did is, in his book, Synergetic Energetic Geometry, there's numerology, numbers, and what they mean. And there's certain Fibonacci numbers you want. Like in Chicken Soup, we did 101 stories consistently. It was our model, because that's a Fibonacci number. 22 is a Fibonacci number. It wakes up your mind and brain to double its thinking. So I said, well, wait a second. Most people are going to come to me and say exactly what you said. Look, Mark, my wife will never let me have 22 minutes a day, or my husband will never let me, or I can't do it. I got four kids or eight kids or whatever the number is. All those are excuses, and they're all true, but they're not necessarily important. If you really decide to write, you can find 20 minutes a day. You can go hide in the bathroom and write it if you had to. All true. Before we move to the next piece, explain uh, Fibonacci to the audience. Fibonacci is how all of the universe is put together, but I'll just make it simple. Like Bucky Fuller all taught triangles, right? And this angle stabilized this strut, this angle stabilized this strut, this angle stabilized this. That's a triangle in a plane, right? And this is a tetrahedron. But the point is, life is based on mathematics. I mean, this whole computer we're using is just, you know, digits. And it's amazing. Your mind at some level is digits. And your whole DNA RNA is digits. So Fibonacci figured all that out in the 15th century. He was an Italian, of course and figure that out in the 15th century and said, this is the, the numbers, the numerics of how the planet works. And, and we're still evolving that. My teacher, Bucky Fuller, I don't like the title, but uh, you know he got a Nobel Prize for it. It's, uh, he created Buckyballs, which created nanotechnology, which is now we're figuring out how to do nanobots to fix your body, like if your knee's out or something. I mean, it's pretty esoteric stuff. And you asked a big question and I'm I, I, it was a very loaded question. Yeah, I'm trying I know. to make it easy, and it's not easy. yeah. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Fibonacci was used by Directv, and they used that as a mathematical equation to shrink satellite dishes, which used to be the size of half of a house, down to <laughs> an 18. I'm serious, down to an 18-inch, 18-ish or so inch disc. I, I, I'm 99% sure that that's the mathematical algorithm they employed to do that at DirecTV. You, you see it every time you get in your car. If you have a car less than five years old, it has a little wire in it, and that is the one that connects all the radio, all the digital, all serious and everything. Mm-hmm. But all that's because of Fibonacci numbers. What we've done is we, Bucky called it micro-miniaturizing, or he called it ephemeralization, where you do so much with so little that you can get everything done. That's why I say you can write a book in 22 minutes, 
because you're ephemeralizing, you're compressing. And what you've done in your own life, and you're writing to it right now, is you've taken a 40, 60, 80 hour week. And how many hours have you compressed it to? Right. 25. 25. And, yeah. and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, forgive me, but Richard and I, Dr. Richard and I are friends, so I don't mind telling you he's got a book that's going to come out that's going to change the world. And it's a time compression because the whole principle, and I, I study principles my full life. I live in principle so and, and want everybody to have a principle life, of course. But principle, Pareto principle says time expands or contracts to the mental model you overlay on it. Now, that's not his language. That's Mark's language, but pretty close. And, and that's what you've experienced. You've decided to do more in less time. So in 25 hours, you're getting 40, 50, 60, 80 hour, 110 hours a week work done. Why? Because you've decided to do it and have more family time, more free time, more life enrichment, more insight, more excitement. And your wife and kids are extraordinarily happy with you. <laughs> this, this, is, this is very, very true. 